So uh, don't concentrate only on one thing because you need to be a multi-specialist. You need to be uh, a professional in different fields, not in one. Because when two people come in one room and one of them is a cool specialist in one field, but the second one is a greater specialist, but in different fields, he will have the higher priority. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 275 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, United World College, Harvard, and Minerva Schools at KGI, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Jan Earl Ruzitsky. 
Jan is an international relations student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. Born in Khmelnytsky, Jan is a project manager of the non-governmental organization Public Diplomacy Platform, where he is in charge of various projects. One of them is Diplomacy Talks, which is a series of one-hour online discussions with the world's top politicians and diplomats aimed at encouraging European youth to grow professionally in the field of international relations and opening more opportunities for youth in international relations. At 16 years old, he had the opportunity to interview the third president of Slovenia, the former Minister of Foreign Affairs of Denmark, the assistant to the Prime Minister of Denmark, the head of the United Nations General Assembly and National Security Advisor to the President of the United States. Jan is also in charge of preparing the launch of the Youth Lublin Triangle, an international platform between youth from Ukraine, Poland, and Lithuania, which focuses on enlarging cultural, educational, and political cooperation between the three countries. Jan was the first place winner of the National Public Speaking Competition and a participant of the International Public Speaking Competition from LCC International University. Jan loves electronic music production, making electronic music in different atmospheric styles, video making, reading professional and fictional literature, behavioral analysis, and psychology. His favorite quote is, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts by Winston Churchill. Jan, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm honored, happy, lucky, and privileged to have you here. And although I made your introduction, can you share emotionally from your own experience, what was your life story? What things opened new doors for you? What changes in your mindset happened to allow you to become who you are today? Thank you for your question. Honestly, it's really hard to uh, tell my whole life story because it has just begun and new things happen in my life every day. Uh, but it was very tough and hard path. Uh, I've been through many difficult situations connected with my personal life, with my family, uh, with the war in my country, because we all suffer from it if we are talking about economical consequences. Uh, so my life path um, was about love to Ukraine. I always loved my country. Uh, and uh, my biggest dream of my life is to make Ukraine better, to make Ukraine closer to the world and, uh, and the world closer to Ukraine. Uh, I was really interested in making video games and programming dif different sites. So I wanted to be an IT specialist, but... Um, Probably three years ago, I changed my mind and I wanted to connect my life with diplomacy because it's a unique tool which allows each country to develop itself in the international field, to show it from different good points 
and to make it great. So it's my biggest passion. And three years ago, I started to be interested in diplomacy. I've been uh, learning different uh, information, reading different books. I also participated in different webinars. And now I came to a practical realization of my dream because I'm the project manager of uh, an NGO public diplomacy platform uh, where we uh, organize various projects aimed at bringing more opportunities for youth. So it's really hard to tell my life story in three words, uh, but I will try. It's uh, passion, dreams, and uh, big goals. Thank you. And I know you love to speak about international relations, politics, diplomacy, and all that. But tell me about video games, about making and producing electronic music and videos. What is the most interesting part when it comes to that for you? How does it enrich your life? And what did it teach you about life? Well, thank you. Actually, many people think that I'm a really serious man which cares only about diplomacy and international relations, but that's not true. Because as you said before, I am uh, really interested in electronic music production. So I have uh, one musical project, which is called Entezer. And uh, I personally consider it uh, as a mixture of different styles, but I call my music Tronica because it's about feelings. It's about uh, how you feel about uh, everything in this world and how you want to express your feelings and emotions through the music. Because it's not uh, possible to uh, tell about them. Well, technically it's possible, but only music can help you to uh, express it in the most effective way. So that's uh, that's why I love music, because it's allow it allows you to uh, express your feelings, emotions, and everything you want just uh, with the help of notes. So that's what I like about music. And yes, I was interested in video games, uh, video games production. Uh, when I was only 12 years old, I started to learn uh, different uh, programs that allow people to uh, make video games. I was interested in all fields, so I tried to do something in uh, 3D graphics design. I tried to do something in programming, but my heart stopped on uh, exactly uh, programming games. Uh, there was a user modification from one popular game, and I started to make my own uh, modification uh, in order to make a public server. And I was extremely interested in it, but I was only 12, uh, 12 years old. I didn't have enough money to launch, to launch my own project. And that's how it stopped. But uh, this passion brought me an extremely large uh, variety of uh, technical skills, uh, which I imply today in different spheres of my life. So... Uh, I can be extremely useful for any uh, non-governmental organization or a governmental organization because I have a large variety of technical skills. I also extremely love um, text writing, writing speeches, and uh, I really see myself as a uh, multi-specialist in different fields because my uh, child passions brought me 
this opportunity. And now I think I can use it as effectively as I can. Thank you. Actually, I have so many questions about that, but I love that if some people will think it was failed projects or experiments with video games, but they gave you skills that make you extremely useful for any NGOs. Well, what would be your advice to uh, other young Ukrainians who might not see that they have opportunities to work for NGOs or anything? How should they develop skills that later on might open for them doors and make them more useful? Things that you learned from your life, strategies, thoughts, or ways to just take risks and have faith? I think I will divide it into different points. And the first point is uh, you need to have uh, your dreams So don't be afraid of dreaming about something. It's okay. We all need to dream because dreams make us uh, to build goals. And when we build goals, we understand where we need to move in our lives. So the first thing, dream. Don't don't be afraid of dreaming and uh, try to build your life goals. These goals can be uh, long-term goals. So in the long run, you can think that, yes, I want to be a part of uh, my country's government. It's a long-range goal. Uh, Short-term or range goals uh, can be uh, described as, okay, I want to create some project. I need to find team. I need to um, describe a goal of my project and how I will organize it. Uh, So don't be afraid of it and try to find your path of life, the thing which will be uh, the most interesting for you. And the second thing is uh, try to learn different things. So don't concentrate only on one thing. Because from my experience, I, uh, I was interested in different fields like game design, pro- programming, uh, web design, uh, everything like that. Also learning languages. So uh, don't concentrate only on one thing because you need to be a multi-specialist. You need to be uh, a professional in different fields, not in one. Because when two people come in one room and one of them is a cool specialist in one field, but the second one is a greater specialist, but in different fields, he will have the higher priority. So uh, don't uh, be afraid of learning something new. And uh, I think the final thing is uh, try to seek these opportunities because actually there are lots of them. There are lots of them in Ukraine and Europe and uh, none of them requires uh, a big sum of money, uh, a big amount of different skills because they allow you to develop these skills. So try to seek up different opportunities Uh, Serve the internet, serve different websites, find some NGOs and uh, follow their news. Maybe you'll find something for you. Uh, So let's sum it up. Uh, Don't be afraid of learning different things. Be a multi-specialist and uh, seek opportunities for you. Because no one will, only you can do it. I love that. No one will, only you can do it. What is your thought on the nature 
of success and life. Do you feel in de- uh, like life is about destiny and the world will conspire to make our destinies happen? Do you feel it's 50-50, 50% hard work, 50% good luck or good fortune? Or do you feel people are 100% in control of their lives and therefore they shouldn't really be passive because every single thing they do is matters and if they do nothing nothing will happen most members of my family uh, always thought uh, that uh, it would be impossible for me to enter the institute of international relations in kiev because uh the soviet mind which is uh, in the minds of many ukrainians today uh tells them that it's not possible to achieve some success or to study in top universities because only people with uh, uh, good acquaintances and uh, the members of uh, diplomat families and politicians uh, can be a part of it. But uh, it's really important not to think like that. Uh, so uh, I've always, always wanted to be uh, a part of the Institute of International Relations. And uh, this is my biggest dream. And my mother always supported me with this idea. Uh, She was my biggest support for uh, my whole life and I'm extremely thankful for her. Uh, So in your life path, it's it's extremely important to uh, understand that uh, you're totally in control of everything uh, what's happening in your life. If you want to pass the exams, uh, great, you can do that. But you need to understand the things that you need to complete in order to make this dream uh, come true. So uh, let's consider it from one example. I want to pass uh, the national exams. Yes, it requires a lot of work, but it's possible because uh, they are not corrupted. They will give you the opportunity to Uh, truly evaluate your knowledge and as a result enter the university you want to be a part of. So I want to pass the exam successfully. What do I need to do? I need to study, study hard. If I want to study, then I need to find these opportunities uh, that will help me to do that. I need to read lots of uh, different books specialized in the literature I need to know. I need to uh, practice a lot because I may have uh, really good knowledge, but if I uh, make my tests wrong, they'll be wrong and I will not pass them. So I need to study, I need to practice, and I need to work hard and systematically. If I want to work hard and systematically, I understand that I need to um, change some of my life priorities. So instead of hanging around with my friends every day, I would rather study. And I will uh, dedicate one day of the week uh, to have a rest because I also need uh, an en- uh, energy uh, to fill myself with it, with it. So that's a simple example which shows that you are totally in control of everything what's happening in your life because you have 24 hours in a day. And uh, you can plan it as you wish. You can have eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, and also some hours to rest. And also some time to hang around with your friends. 
it's all possible. And for my example, I wanted to pass the exam successfully. I worked for 11 hours a day, every day. And I think this was a bit of mistake because I didn't let myself relax. But eventually I passed the exams um, very well. So the highest uh, uh, point in our country is uh, 200. And each of my exams was uh, 199. So that's a simple example, but I truly believe that you can control everything. But also, we should not forget that uh, there is true uh, a true luck in our lives. And uh, you also need to be lucky. I, I, I don't know the answer to this question, but I think that all people are, are lucky from some point. Uh, but sometimes uh, the luck comes to us and sometimes we don't have it because there is um, a certain balance in our lives. So that's what I think. Thank you. That was really, really wise. And then I'm curious because you spent all those hours studying and I'm proud of you that you had 199 on 200 in every exams. And to ask you, how was your approach do you have that long-term approach and plan over 25 years and you do 1% every day and you balance yourself? Or do you find yourself getting a bit impatient, maybe comparing yourself to the theoretical uh, super successes from social media that, are, that aren't even real? And then you work too hard, you almost burn out and you feel in one year you should accomplish so, so much that you're like impatient how is your attitude and what are your thoughts on each one of them i think uh, at this point i'm very chaotic because i can be extremely patient if i'm waiting for something and i understand that it will be done as i wish but sometimes i can also be very impatient and i will chaotically uh, do everything in order to complete lots of things in a short time. Uh, so uh, yes, I have one big plan for my whole life. Uh, the biggest point of is, is to make Ukraine better because there is one story uh, which really changed my life. So two years ago, uh, I met um, a group of students uh, from uh, the Eastern Ukraine uh, where there is conflict right now with Russia. Uh, and they traveled uh, through Ukraine and presented their stories um, from a theatrical point of view. And that was actually very interesting. And the thing that really influenced me was that uh, when they made a presentation in uh, our city, uh, every student of uh, the 10th grade, uh, the 8th grade, so there were different students of uh, different Asian backgrounds, uh, they were just laughing, so they didn't uh, get them serious, and uh, they were uh, extremely pathetic towards everything what's happening in our country. And I saw some teachers that were crying, because uh, if there is no understanding in uh, youth what's happening right now, if they don't understand they, uh, that uh, the country they live in needs to be built by them, uh, we don't have future. If uh, the situation continues, we will not have our future great. 
So that that that's what influenced me the most. And from from that moment, I understood that uh, one of my biggest dreams of life is to make Ukraine better, and not only to make it better, but to make uh, youth active. So that's what why I work in the public diplomacy platform. Not only because we want to uh, organize projects in the field of diplomacy. We also want to make youth in Ukraine better, and not only in Ukraine, but in the whole world. Because we need to understand that without youth, there is no future. There is nothing. Absence. That's why we need to work hard in order to bring this faith to young people again and to make them active. So that's my biggest plan. And how can I do that? really in different fields. So before I was born, um, one priest uh, in my church told my mother that uh, I will serve for people. Uh, my mother my mother really didn't understand, so how will he serve? And I think that uh, my destination of life is uh, to make Ukraine great again using diplomacy. Because diplomacy is uh, the most useful tool of state building which the world has ever faced. Because you can uh, make connections with with different nations. You can um, promote your country in the international field. You can help it to develop economically, politically, in the military point of view. And it's all possible using only diplomacy, words. Not guns, but words. That is what can change the world. Thank you. And maybe some people or even young Ukrainians who haven't even gone to university, they wish to be inspired. So what is your definition of diplomacy? You spoke of its impact, importance and transformative ability. But to you, what is the meaning of diplomacy? You said it's words. Well, tell me more. Uh, actually, it's uh, a definition which is really hard to tell in a few words, but I will try. So from my point of view, uh, diplomacy uh, is a way of connection, of connecting nations uh, around their national interests and helping them to build uh, relations in order to promote mutual national interests for good and from the uh, and for uh, the world peace because there are different methods of um, implementing national interest in their in the international field you can use a war or you can use diplomacy diplomacy is more useful because it allows you to work in different different fields culture economic Uh, military field, um, governmental work, everything like that. If you use a war or a conflict, you can only achieve one goal of your national interest, but you will ruin your relations with other countries, and as a result, you will be isolated. So that's why diplomacy is the most important. When countries pose sanctions on each other, They try to avoid posing sanctions on the ministers of foreign affairs because they want to have a channel through which they can communicate and solve their conflicts. Because conflicts 
uh, are not eternal. They can always be solved uh, by different methods. So that's why diplomacy is really important. And uh, actually, diplomacy, it's not only about politics. We can see it in everyday life. When you go to a shop and you understand that you forgot uh, um, some money, but you need water right now, you can talk with the seller and you can say, hey, can I take this bottle of water right now? But I will bring you the rest of money in one hour because I need to go home and take them with me. That's the, that's diplomacy. This diplomacy it's about people communicating with each other and helping each other to solve their goals. When we talk about nations, it's about national interests. It's also there are also goals, but national goals. So it's a really simple example, but uh, we can find many of them in everyday life. So diplomacy, it's not about only nations, but about people. And the main focus is people, their goals, their communication, and uh, mutual respect and work. Thank you. That's wonderful. And I want to return to a very important point you mentioned even earlier, after now explaining the meaning of diplomacy and how pervasive it is in our lives. You said your goal is to motivate the Ukrainian youth because they will build the future of Ukraine as well as all the youth in the world to make the world a better place. Well, a lot of psychologists, they have studied and found and they say the biggest problem nowadays is that the youth are mostly in apathy. They're indifferent. There isn't that much motivation so, and they find it really difficult to find a solution to motivate them. So to you, you said how, but even deeper, if someone is not aware of their role in building Ukraine, or they don't believe it's possible, or even they don't believe they have what it takes to do it, or they just don't care, what is the process you believe is the right way to motivate young Ukrainians and any person who is not yet motivated? Uh, thank you for this deep question. And um, as, an, as a, every person, I need to tell the truth. Uh, in our country, we have a big problem. We uh, try to force youth to uh, believe in Ukraine and uh, we, we tend to force them to do that. And that's a big problem because we don't need to force anyone. Uh, when you force someone to do something, uh, you can only uh, receive a negative reaction from this person and nothing will be really effective. But if you will show, if you show this person that something is important, not only for the country, but also for him, he can change his mind. So we need to change this perspective. We don't need to force them because we have uh, lessons at schools that are called um, Homeland Protection, Zachist Vichesne. And um, it's really a big problem that teachers during these lessons force students to believe in some uh, 
national interests and some thesis of our nation. And that's a big problem. We don't need to force them. We need to change this perception and we need to uh, show them that it's important for them. That if they do this now, if they work for Ukraine, if they study here, if they, if they promote their nation in the international field, if they don't go to other countries in order to migrate, but to study and to bring some good information about Ukraine, uh, it will be better in future. So we need to show them that it's important. And if they do it now, they will have benefits in the future. Their children will live in a better place. They will have better education. They will have a better understanding in society. They will have a better mm, value system also in the society. And that's what we need to do. We don't need to force someone. We need to show that it's important and we need to encourage them to participate, to show them benefits of their participation. That's what's important. And it uh, depends on the situation, actually. So it cannot be told in one example. But we need to change this perspective and we need to change the way we work with youth. Thank you. Yes, it's the big difference between intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. And I found actually that in business, if you take someone who loves something and you try to force them to do it or to give them incentives like more money to do it, they will love it less and want to do it less because they feel it's not their decision, but someone else's. So I like the way you think. What would you like to change in Ukraine? Actually, one of the, you know, the students in your university, I asked her and she said she wants the future generations to read about her in history books because of all the changes she made to the country with her political steps. And therefore, to you, what kinds of changes would you like to see in Ukraine that will make it closer to the vision that you dream of? The biggest problem is corruption of our country. I understand that uh, I cannot influence it in an extremely effective way, but at least I can try. As you mentioned, uh, there are lots of things that uh, are to be changed and they need uh, uh, things that need to be changed. And if we start talking about them right now, I think we'll spend at least 24 hours only talking about them, not about the solutions. Mm, but the biggest problem is corruption. The second problem is apathetic youth, the problem on which I work now. And uh, the third problem is uh, understanding the national interests. So people don't understand our nation's goals and ambitions. People think that all presidents, uh, all government representatives are bad because they don't do anything and they don't try to make Ukraine better. But people need to understand that uh, if we want to bring some changes, we need to wait and we need to work on them systematically. So uh, talking about this, a really good example. Uh, before 2021, Ukraine didn't have any uh, strategic 
policy and um, foreign policy strategy. It was only accepted today. So today our president accepted uh, the national foreign policy strategy. And uh, we need to understand that we need to have these strategies in order to uh, bring some changes to our country. Because uh, when each government changes, it brings new policies. And this policy is really different from the previous one. So that's why we need to have a strict line through which we will move. And it will really help us to understand uh, the way and the things we need to do. So there are three problems I uh, want to concentrate on during my life in Ukraine and during the, my whole life. And I think I can do not only something, but I can do lots of things in order to make this come true. But without other people, it will not be possible. So that's why we need to have active youth. And uh, I will not tell that I want to see myself in historic books. Uh, yeah, it will be great. But uh, in order to do that, I need to work hard and I need to do many things. So uh, it's really hard to talk about the success. It's early, but I have all opportunities to work and I will. Thank you. That's actually really wonderful. And instead of going there, let's return back to something else. You love creating electronic music. You Okay, first, electronic music, the way it expresses emotions. What is the most satisfying thing for you about that? And is it, did it teach you something about creating projects for the future of Ukraine and its diplomacy? Uh, so uh, I'm really interested in diplomacy, but not to the point when I will connect music with it. Uh, so uh, these are different fields, and I think they're not really connected. So uh, music didn't teach me lots of things connected with project management. It taught me uh, something connected with uh, expressing emotions, understanding them, even through the music. Uh, so, yes, it's about emotions. Music is about emotions, uh, the way we ex express them, and the amount of emotions we want to deliver to people. And the most satisfying thing for me is when I uh, talk about it. So when I ask people that listen to my music... Uh, about what they think when they listen to it, I always hear different answers. And that's the most satisfying thing because my music allows people to think, to analyze something in their lives, and they all have different perception. And it's really good because uh, that's actually the thing I wanted to do, to give people the opportunity to analyze, to reflect, and to think more. And uh, it's really satisfying when you hear different answers that are now somehow connected with each other, but uh, they are all concentrated on one thing, emotions, uh, the ways people express it, and um, how they uh, feel about my music and actually how they feel it. So that's what satisfies me the most. Thank you. And about video games, what was before the most interesting thing for you? Because you even wanted to launch a server 
So you are serious about it and about sharing it with others. Actually, I was really serious about it. But as I said before, I didn't have enough money to do that. As for now, I don't have these ambitions because my life interests are now different. Uh, but video games help you to think creatively. Uh, they help you to analyze complex information, to uh, make quick choices, and also to communicate with people. Because when I wanted to create my own project, uh, I had to find a good team. So uh, through the communication with others, I found a designer, another programmer, an advisor. And there were different people from different countries Uh, so they were from Belarus and from Russia, uh, but they brought me this skill of talking with people and to encouraging them to participate in my projects. So uh, video games can be a threat to youth because they will get all of your attention if you don't control yourself, but they can also be a really great thing which will inspire you which will bring you new opportunities and even new people to your life. And if you use these, uh, this opportunity correctly, it will be beneficial for you. So yes, many people uh, think that video games are bad and uh, young people don't need to even think about them, but that's not true. It's only about how you see them and how you use these opportunities. So actually, some of my uh, friends uh, love to play video games, but they play political strategy. And through this, they learned how to maintain national economy, how to uh, control the nation in the international field, and lots of things connected with it. So that's about how you see it and how you use this opportunity. And uh, in my personal experience, video games allowed me to gain lots of useful skills. So starting from communication with others and ending with um, administrating computer systems, which now, me, uh, which now allows me to uh, create different projects without uh, spending much money on them. Thank you so much. This is actually really a wonderful and dynamic conversation. And to begin ending, can you first share any extra advice you have for other Ukrainian youth? And second, information about public diplomacy platform and the projects that you are involved with. Yes, thank you. And my biggest advice be believe in yourself. Because many people will teach you that you're wrong, that you don't uh, have the opportunity to achieve something. If you're from a small city, you cannot enter the university in, uh, in Kyiv. Uh, they're all wrong because everything is possible and everything is dependent on your choice. So believe only in yourself. Uh, don't believe what other people will advise you if it's uh, something negative. So if they will think that it's not possible to pass the exams so with a good result without paying some money, mm -hmm. so it's connected with corruption, don't believe them because you can do everything without paying any sum of money. You can achieve everything. You are totally in control of your life and 
to. It doesn't matter if you're from a small city or from a big city. You can all, uh, always find opportunities. You can always change your life if you are twenty uh, years or a year old, sixteen, thirty. It it's possible on all, all stages of life. If you want to do something, do it. Don't be afraid of it, and your life will change a lot. And uh, talking about the public diplomacy platform. It's a non-governmental organization which was created some years ago in Kharkiv by a group of enthusiastic students. And I became a part of public diplomacy platform almost one year ago. Now I'm uh, a project manager here. And as it was said before, I'm in charge of two big projects. One of them is Diplomacy Talks. It's a series of, of online webinars Uh, with top politicians and diplomats from the whole world. Uh, so we had the third president of Slovenia, uh, different prime ministers, different ministers of foreign affairs, and it will be extremely interesting to listen because we don't only talk about diplomacy in politics, but we also talk about the, um, the pieces of advice for youth and how they need to build their lives Uh, and the ways they need to move if they want to achieve some big goals in politics and diplomacy. We also talk about youth, and I invite everyone to join it if you wish. And the second project is the Youth Liblin Triangle. It's also our initiative uh, when we were inspired by uh, the launch of uh, the Liblin Triangle. Uh, one year ago, when the ministers of foreign affairs of three countries, Ukraine, Lithuania, and Poland, gathered together and uh, decided that they want to create this political and economical platform of cooperation for three countries in order to uh, develop together, to uh, bring new opportunities for each other, and also to help each other in different fields. We were inspired by it and we thought that it would be great to create something for youth because we have uh, numerous NGOs in Ukraine, in Lithuania, and also in Belarus, which was also invited to join this triangle. And we said that it would be great. It would be great to create this platform. And uh, the Youth Lublin Triangle platform is about bringing youth from not three countries, but from four countries together and giving them opportunities to organize their projects, uh, to create projects together and uh, eventually make, you, make their countries great, better and to uh, create some good projects which will influence not only youth, but the whole society. That's what we work on. Thank you so much, Jan. Thank you, Thank too. you so much, Jan. It was really a wonderful conversation, a great episode, and I wish you a great day and to keep on doing your great work for Ukraine and its future. Thank you, too. It was, a, it was nice to have a conversation with you.